fuck off, he says. <laughs> I nearly dropped my phone. <laughs> Tell me to fuck off, will you? <laughs> Suck my dick, five dollars. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> That's a blast from the past. No, yeah. Just that no, no, no one con- will get. No context at all. No context. Nobody will get that except for the person who originally <laughs> said it. Yeah. If you're listening, Ryan. <laughs> I always liked your ass. I like you too. <laughs> Call me. Uh, I don't speak, like. Yeah, yeah. I don't like chili beans. Speaking of which, uh, somebody from my past uh, came into where my daughter works. Okay. And and said, you know, oh, say hi to your father for me. She came home and said, oh, uh, this person said say hi. I said, he wants to say hi, he can fucking call me himself. <laughs> it's like, there are tons of ways nowadays nobody should be given that message ever. Did You, you forgot your smokes again, huh? I did, I forgot my smokes. All right. Yeah, we're all right. No, 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 we can, we can, well, you, obviously you can just edit out like a smoke break. Yeah, we're all right. Um, <laughs> dumbass. Fuck you. I'm just saying. What'd you do last night? Why? What were you watching? No. <laughs> Wait, why? Wait, what was last night? What'd you do last night? Now I'm now I'm curious. I don't know. What did uh, I do? I had fun. Uh shit. What did I do last night? It was a Wednesday. I was I uh well, yeah, I was cleaning the basement and shit. Nah. You were you missed a good show. Oh yeah. Wait, I know oh, I was playing a new board game. Ah, that's so there. That's fun, but fuck off. <laughs> I had a, I had a good, I had a good night. Yeah, I, I saw. I happened to be on Facebook when you posted one of them. Yeah, I, uh, Missy and I went to see Toto and Journey mm-hmm. down in Philly at the Wells yep. Fargo Center. I'm coming. I, I've come away from that show with a few um, revelations. Revelation number one: Toto is a great fucking band. Ah. Look past Rosanna and Africa and, you know, the 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 poppy, more pop, you know, more popular songs. Yeah, they are a fucking killer band. Mm. I, w- I was blown away by how good they were. I mean, I always knew Steve Lukather is a great fucking guitar player. Yeah, but they were so damn good. It was ridiculous. Um, They were phenomenal. Journey was great. Journey was great. I think Toto was better. It's it's weird how I I enjoyed I actually and I hate Arena Rock. Not hate. I don't like Arena Rock, like Boston and stuff like that. But Journey's the one band I can actually I like. I mean, for some odd reason, I think it's that that ugly video they made. Which one? Worlds Apart. Oh, separate ways. Yeah, that's so, it's so cheesy. Yeah, but I think I think that endeared me to them almost because they have balls to do that. Well, they um, I mean they they started off the show. Really well. They started off with only the young. Okay. Um, you know, they, they played all the hits. You know, they played all the hits. Um, Journey was really good. The only issue I really had with Journey was at the beginning of the show, Arnell Pineda, his vocals were way, way up in the mix. Mm. And they were clipping. Oh, okay. So, it was, you know, the, the sound was a little fucky for a song or two. And then they got it dialed in. Neil Schoen is still an incredible mm-hmm. guitar player. Dean Castronovo is a monster on the drums. Journey still throws down. They're very good band. Mm-hmm. If you get the chance, and especially like I did, where the tickets are free, yeah, go see go see Journey. Um, good stuff. Um, 
Another takeaway that I got is I think I may be done seeing concerts in Philadelphia ever again because I've never in my life before last night and I've driven to Philly a bunch of times Mm -hmm. and driven, you know, to and from Philly a bunch of times, but I have never in my life wished to be back on the turnpike for, for what in Philly from 76 to the turnpike. Uh, what way do you go? What way do you get in there? I go down. I, I'm trying to think. Wait, is the Wells now? Just is the Wells Fargo Center? Is that close to? That's the hockey arena, isn't it? Yeah, that wasn't so bad. We just saw the Flyers there. That's fucking terrible. It wasn't so bad at all. We we took a really great. We went. We got right into the parking lot and got right out. I that wasn't the issue. Oh, okay. Getting off the turnpike, you get onto 76 toward Valley Forge. Numbers. Okay. From the time you get on 76, almost to the time you get to the arena was gridlocked on the way down. No shit. For Journey? No, no. It was just there was shit going on in 76. Oh, okay. Was It was fucking terrible. Mm. Okay. Coming home, we almost got clipped about four times Ooh. by people driving like assholes. Yeah, that's silly. Yeah, I, I think I'm done with that. So, free tickets, which was nice. Thank mm-hmm. you to 99.9 uh, The Hawk for, you know, hooking me up with those. Uh, I won a contest for them, but anyway. Um, Did you have to answer a trivia question? I had to sing. And they still gave them to you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what? Well, <laughs> I didn't mean it the way it sounded. It's exactly the way you meant it. Uh, <laughs> but... Okay, so the tickets, I didn't pay for the tickets, which was nice. I get down there, it's $30 to park. Yep, that's Philly. Yeah. Third, <laughs> well, hang on. Let me back up. Let me back up the story a little bit. Before We went down early, and before we went to the show, we decided we'll go down to a, lo- to a live casino. Ooh. Because the, the live casino is like three blocks away. Okay. So we went down to the live casino. Missy played some slot machines. I got my ass kicked at the three-card poker table. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the dealer was super nice, but was he didn't know the game too well, and he was kind of sloppy with his dealing, but that's another issue. Mm. Um, but we had a good time. Um, however, then we were going to go eat at the casino because yeah. Guy Fieri has two joints there. He's got Guy's Burger Joint and Guy's Taco Joint there. So we were going to go try one of the Guy Fieri joints. Right. Closed. Both? Both. Damn. Fuck. All right. Well, let's go over to Xfinity Live. Uh, and we'll we'll look for food over there, you know, because that's right in the same complex as the arena. Mm-hmm. So we go over to Xfinity Live and everything there is uh, it's just a kiosk of for Gino's steaks, a kiosk for Chickie and Pete's and a kiosk for a pizza joint. Oh, damn. Right? And then there's two other places, but there was, there was a fucking... Was that in the Wells Fargo Center? No, it's not in the Wells Fargo. Okay, because I know I got pizza in there myself, which is really good pizza. No, uh, this is actually across the parking lot at uh-huh. Xfinity Live. I know where you're at. Okay, I got gotcha. Okay, so like the place to actually, with a full menu, and you yeah. sit down and get something fucking to eat is full, and I'm not dealing with that shit mm-hmm. at this point, right? So we go, all right, fuck it. They're shitty cheesesteaks, but we'll go get cheesesteaks from Gino's. Mm. 
Now, we got two cheesesteaks. Now, the cheesesteaks weren't even, like, prepared to order. They took the meat, the pre-cooked meat out, warmed it up, like, yep. a little bit under on the, on the flat-top grill. Mm-hmm. Not even warm enough to melt the American cheese, mind you. Wait a minute. I thought this was Gino's. It is. You can get Wiz American or Provolone. Okay. Okay. I want American. Um. But anyway, the steaks aren't even the sandwiches aren't even hot enough to fucking melt the cheese. Hmm. Okay. A bottle of Diet Pepsi because these scum fucks only have Pepsi products. No Coke Pepsi. No Coke Pepsi. <laughs> and a bottle of water. Yeah. Take a guess on the price. Oh, let's see. Let's see. A cheesesteak. Okay. Two so, cheesesteaks. Two cheesesteaks. Okay. So we're talking. Okay. I'm going to say 16, 20. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 25 for all that. $32. Yep. I, I know it's. I know that shit's just. It doesn't matter if it's like. And they throw it at you. And you don't even get fucking insulted. <laughs> nope. And then. All right. Missy, you want some fries? Yeah. Let's go. Okay. We'll get some fries. Frozen. Crinkle cut mm. French fries with some Old Bay seasoning and beer cheese in a bag. Ew. Okay. Be- a, like, <laughs> a beer cheese in a bag. Yeah, a bag of fucking beer cheese. Yeah. I watched the dude I- pour the beer cheese in the little plastic ramekin out of said bag. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to I'm gonna say, and, and this is from a guy that came up with pizza in a cup. That's fucking nasty. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I mean, it's just a big food ser- for, yeah, service. I know, bag I, of yeah, I know. Beer cheese. We, we've worked in the food service. Right. We know. <laughs> How much did they charge me for an order of fries? I'm going to say $6.50. $10.80. Jesus Christ. Yep. They better, and for frozen, for $10, they got a fish of fly and potatoes in from Idaho. Hand cut them bitches. And then, you know, and, and then. And feed them to me. Jesus Christ. Ten eighty. For an order of fries with a fucking ramekin of, of, I, of like, pre-made cheese. I mean, I understand stadium and, like, prices and all that, but, but Jesus Christ, that's... Yeah. Weren't they selling cotton candy? Yeah, I didn't buy cotton candy. Did, were they selling it? Yeah, they were. Holy shit. Not... Well, once you got into the arena, I'm they were. I'm sorry, that's so fucked up. So, <laughs> now, candy. the Geno's cheesesteaks suck. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm, st- I'm still hungry when we get over to the Wells Fargo. <laughs> All right, fuck. I got to grab something to eat. I go to the concession stand, and this was, you know, the next mistake of the night. I go to the concession stand. I get one of the only cups you can get, which is a big fucking souvenir cup. Yeah. Of Coke Zero. All right. Fountain Coke Zero. Mm-hmm. Okay. A bag of popcorn and a hot dog. It, granted, it was a jumbo dog. And a decent hot dog. It was a nice, decent, decent Watson hot dog. Yeah. What do you think they rocked me for a bag of popcorn? Yeah, that's okay. I uh, I know, but the souvenir cup that's going to be fucking amazingly. And I know the hot dogs. Great. I'm a I'm a again. I'm gonna probably go about twenty five for all that. Twenty four bucks. Yep. I, it's, I, it's like it's like you you can't get sticker shock after a while. It's you get numb. I know. You just start hey, uh, yeah, Thank you. And <laughs> just, and. and you know how at the at the ghost show it was card only? Yeah. Well there was this was card only as well. Mm-hmm. This time I was prepared. <laughs> I didn't take cash with me. Well, I took cash with, but that was all for the casino. Yeah. Um They have something there I've never seen before in my life or even heard of. Ooh. 
a reverse ATM. Um, you deposit cash into said ATM, uh-huh. and I guess it puts it on your debit card or gives you a... That's a good idea, actually. It is a good idea, but I've never seen it. And I'm going to guess a $6 fee. Uh, I would assume so. I don't know. <laughs> There's no way that that's going for free. I, I don't know. I have no fucking clue. Um, and then I looked at the... Uh, I, I stopped at the swag stand, you know, yeah. to see what kind of merch they had. 50 bucks for a Journey t-shirt. Yeah. Well, you know, that's... Yeah. I would... You know, I... The cheapest thing they had was like an enamel pin set for mm-hmm. 20 bucks. And I'm just like, yeah, I think I'll pass. Yeah. I'm I'm almost I'm almost I don't know I don't say I'm over getting the stuff at the shows, but it has to be like something. Why I'm getting it? Right. You know I I, I I'm with you, I'm with you. I mean, all in all, we had a good we had a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really enjoyable show. Um, Toto, like I said, w- Toto was mind blowingly good. Yeah, I will honestly put them in the top five performances I've ever seen live. Okay, wow, yeah, that fucking good. Steve Lukather is a fucking beast. Mm. They got Prince's, uh, they got Prince's old keyboard player playing keys for them. Um, you know, they're the bass player. Um, he was the bass player in Toto back in the day, and then he went and played with Huey Lewis with Huey Lewis in the News. Mm-hmm. Um, their drummer was just exceptional mm. and, um, they, they were just, Toto was just fucking amazing. Yeah. I really dug them. Um, if you're, if, if you're into arena rock of any sort, give Toto's deeper stuff a listen, look past, you know, go past Rosanna and Africa and all that shit and get into songs like Georgie Porgy. Yeah. Good shit. Yeah. I also had a musical related weekend. Okay. I went to that party. That we talked about last time. Yes. As Meatloaf. Yes. Knocked it out of the park. Nice. Of course, one person, funny, funny if one person had an issue with it. Uh-huh. Okay. This was, this was, now, now when I tell you, the, the, uh, there was, uh, well, Weird Al Yankovic was there. Someone okay. from the Aquabats. Cindy Lauper, Madonna. Um, somebody from uh, The Weeknd, Michael Jackson. Some people from some band on um, like Scooby Doo or something, I don't know the name of it. And some guy was like some internet singer that he sings on the internet. Okay, uh, uh, Kurt Cobain. Okay, and um, when I show and two other people, one woman, I swear to God, if she had the makeup on, she had the it was with a perfect King Diamond. I wasn't sure who she was. I think it might have been Stevie Nicks, but I'm not Prob- exactly probably. But I'm not exactly sure. I didn't get to talk to everybody. Um, but the best part was. The person is sitting there, and now, and, and yes, he got commented. He's like, he's like, I, I don't, wait, wait, Kurt Cobain, Michael Jackson, Meatloaf. Why is everybody dressing up as dead people? And he seemed kind of irritated by it. Guess who he was? Oh, Sonny. <laughs> Sonny Bono. Yeah, and then they said, well, you know, Sonny, Sonny Bono's dead. How did he die? <laughs> I'm like, it's like. <laughs> Oh, I, yeah, I, I, it was it was honestly it was so funny how he's how he kind of kind of kind of said it, you know, and then just didn't realize that Sonny Bono had died. But and, and his and his girlfriend, I'm guessing they were girlfriend was Cher. Oh, OK. Yeah. And if I'm forgetting anybody, because I did, you know, um, we, we all were talking there and I didn't bring up the podcast 
And <laughs> it was funny that Lisa, I'm, you know, I said the name, oh, no, not them. Uh-huh. And I don't think they took it seriously. Yeah. Because then they were asking Lisa, what's the name of the podcast? And she just types back, oh, no, not them. But, right. Them. What's the name of the podcast? Right. <laughs> yeah. So she said, you know, I was going to have to give it a listen. So nice. Uh, shout out to them. It was a great party. Had a great time. Uh, you know, we did karaoke. I did Ace of Spades. Yes. Good man. Didn't even have to look at the screen. Had such a at all. If you would have had to look at the screen, I'd have been disappointed <laughs> yeah. in you. It was just like, you know, you get you got the cadence down. I, I did because there's not many songs. I don't care what song it would have been. It would have been sung in Lemmy's voice because that's what I do. Right. <laughs> so, oh, I, I, yeah, I get a text from Bill. Hey, <laughs> doing karaoke. What song should I do? I wanted it. What did I want you to do? Oh, I, it was something. It was something way out there, and I was like, I, I, I gotta do that. What's your go-to karaoke song? Honestly, I like doing "Baby's Got Back" uh-huh. and the Humpty Dance. Nice. Now, I like doing the Humpty Dance straight, like I cause just doing it as Shock G. But then when I if I do "Baby's Got Back," I do it metal. Okay. And you can get away with that in a bar, but not so much in somebody's home. Yeah. Because the music's loud, people are loud, and when they start hearing like the, I think Biohazard did it at one point. I don't know. I know they, I think Biohazard might have done a cover of Baby Got Back, and it's like very similar to what I like to do. Nice. My go to is always, my go to is uh, the Humpty Dance is one of them. Yeah. And another one I, I always go to is uh, Jump Around by House of Pain. <laughs> those are two, those are two others that yeah, I kar- don't even have to look at the screen. Karaoke with a good group is just, uh And uh, they were doing stuff. Um, Lady Gaga, not Lady Gaga. Well, oh, Lady Gaga was there too. Forgot oh, nice. Her, in a meat dress. Um, what the hell? Uh, Lady Marmalade, they did. Um, for Moulin Rouge. Yeah, I know the song. Yeah. And um, there was, um, I'm trying to remember some of the songs that people did. Because it's hard to remember. Because I'm watching a performance and listening to the song. But there was like some Prince songs being done. Yeah. Um, the, the woman dressed as Michael Jackson was just absolutely fabulous. Nice. Did dancing and singing so nice it was just a great time yeah yeah you know if you say shimon in the <laughs> in the mirror three times at midnight el he he will show up yeah you know, tell you she was spot on i'm telling you it was it was amazing how some of these people morphed into their characters hey good on you you know i i i i i, I should hang out with you more often away from here <laughs> I, mean, I I never thought you'd say that. I should I should go to I should go to some of these parties. <laughs> yeah. Hi, this is my asshole friend. Yes. He'll just sit in the corner and don't touch anything. Don't let him touch anything. And if he puts his fingers in his mouth, slap him away. <laughs> you act like I've done that before. <laughs> oh shit. All right. So shall we get into this? Yes. All right. Uh we're continuing on our series. Uh, the years in metal, mm-hmm. and we are into a magical year in heavy metal. Okay, nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah, it was okay. It was okay. All right. Well, we'll get into all. We'll that. get into it first. First, pop music. Only pop music can save us now. They can't see you dance, fool. So what? Don't. Okay, I was doing a robot for the for the fans. That was not the robot. That was like a fucking convulsion. <laughs> You're mean. I don't like it. Now, <laughs> this is an interesting, but this is an interesting for the pop top 10. 
Okay. And it's amazing. Again, starting with 10, Bon Jovi living on a prayer. Okay. Hair metal has entered pop territory. Right. And it's it, this is where it's like really taking off. Yeah. Bob Seger, Shakedown. Not a from, bad song. From um, the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. What? It might have been. Uh, then Bruce Hornsby, The Waiting Years. The, the, the Living Years. The Living Years. Wait. The no, way it is. the way it is. God damn, my writing sucks. <laughs> See, as soon as you had said Bruce Hornsby in the range, yeah. I knew it was the way it is. <laughs> so it was, oops. And then everybody's go-to song, when they think about hair metal, this is the one, White Snake, Here I Go Again. Uh, the, 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 it made number seven. The poster child for hair metal is seven that year. Can you hear that song and not picture Tawny Katane? Can't do it. Co- cavorting on a car. Yeah, two cars. It was two, 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 cars. two Porsches. It was a, a beautiful. Yeah. I mean, but that's like, that was the poster child. When everybody thought hair metal, that was the one that everybody, that's what it is. Hey, David Coverdale wrote a fucking anthem there. Yep. Next is uh, Robbie Neville, uh, Say La Vie. I actually, okay. ha- I actually had to listen to that one. For, well, for one, to know how to pronounce that, and two, I've, I don't think I've ever heard it before. You, you've heard Say La Vie before. I honestly, when I was listening to it, I was like, I don't know this song. Okay. And then Starship, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so they go from, <laughs> like, Jefferson Airplane and some freaky-deaky fucking really cool music to Jefferson Starship. Okay. And then they just drop the starship, or they just drop Jefferson and our starship. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they did build the city. So uh, <laughs> then Whitney Houston, I want to dance with somebody. Not a bad song. I, re- bad. I remember it very well. Not bad. Now, my writing sucks, so I hope you remember this one. Uh, is it Greg Abbott, maybe? Shake You Down? Greg, Greg Allman? No, no, it's definitely Abbott. Oh no, Gregory Abbott, shake no, you down. Don't know it. All right, the one we the the one no, and this is the one we couldn't talk to about last week. Anyway, um, heart alone. Oh, good song. It is good. Not one of their best. Well, hearts always hit and miss for me. Heart. Well, the thing is, Heart's another one of those bands that underwent a drastic change. Mm, well. If you go back to like the seventies era of Heart. Yeah. And stuff like Barracuda and Magic Man to the shit that they did in the 80s. And I don't want to call it shit. To the stuff that they yeah. did in the 80s, it's two different bands. Yeah, kind of. And then the number one okay. was the Bangles, Walk Like an Egyptian. That was and still is to some points everywhere. You yeah. still hear it. And that was, I think, the one that the Bangles were like kissing away. And you know, love this comparison where if you listen to them, Everybody kind of had their turn at singing songs. Yeah. But this one, the only buddy ever remembers is Susanna Hoff's part. Yes. That's all anybody remembers. The rest of the band didn't even exist. Well, to be to be completely honest, Susanna, in, in my opinion anyway, Susanna Hoff's was the really hot one. I, I thought they were all not too. Oh, terrible. dude, I had such a thing for Susanna Hoff's oh, back in the day. Okay. And, you know. I had a thing for Bananarama. Ooh. <laughs> but now the thing with uh, this gains even more cool points with me. Susanna Hoffs played a Rickenbacker. Oh, there you go. She played the Rickenbacker, uh, Rickenbacker 330. I, 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 what can I say? I'm a, I'm a Rick guy. 
Now, what order we do with these? We say I can never. Remember. Do we do new bands now? Uh, yeah. Do, All right. Uh, new great. Bands. Some great new bands started in '87. Okay. And they're alphabetical, so like temper your expectation. When I say great new bands, it starts alphabetical because then I start off with Alice in Chains. Really, Alice in Chains started 80, in '87. '87. Yep. Wow. Yep. Bad English. Okay, kind of a super group. Yep. Biohazard. I love Biohazard. Yep. Biohazard, they're one of those bands that could do no wrong, in my opinion. Yeah. And the thing, I think it's great that a lot of these bands started in the era of hair metal, and that was probably their influence early on. I can't I can't picture Evan Seinfeld listening to Bon Jovi. I'll, I'll bet they did, because that was like, I'm going to do that. <laughs> But we're going to do it about New York. <laughs> yeah. Like, Fuck New Jersey. This is about Brooklyn. Yeah. Then Blue Murder. Okay. John Sykes after he left. Yeah. Whitesnake. And the only reason and the reason I, I know a lot about Blue Murder is because uh, I'm going to get it wrong. Probably Vinny Appice uh-huh. did a did a um a, an article, uh, a column in, I think, Guitar Hero or Guitar World or one of the guitar magazines that I used to always read. Okay. He well, might have done a drumming one, too. He had, no, he did, I know he did an article on music. Well, it would make sense. It would be in a drum thing because yeah, but it, but it wasn't about drums or it was about music. Yeah, but I remember I always remember seeing that name and that look. And then I know he had a brother, Carmine, a piece because it was one of them was Apice, one of them was a piece. Carmine, a piece, and Vinny Apice. Yeah, and I swear that uh, yeah. another one, another great Bullet Boys. Mark Turin, uh I, I I always hated Mark Turin's voice. I always thought they sounded just fine for for the era they were in. I, 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 I musically I dug them, I like especially their uh, their version of the color of money, mm. or for the love of money. Okay, for the love of money. People I probably never run. heard of that. I like that. I like that one. Smooth up was overdone. I liked smooth up. Yeah. I and, and Mark Turin's voice just kind of grated on me. Yep. Uh, d- danger, danger. Let's get naughty, naughty. Yeah, danger, danger was one of those. I actually listened to that whole album. Uh-huh. It's listenable, but it's just it's like very generic. Yeah, but you can't. Dangerous toys. Our started. boys, our boys in DT. Yep. I, again, listen to the hair metal. They wouldn't hit it for a little while yet, but third wave. Yep, but uh, they were there. Danzig. This is when he Danzig. Okay. Yep. Started this after. Okay. This is the demise of Solin, mm-hmm. the, the rise of Danzig. Yep. Yes. Deicide. Glenn fucking Benton. Yep. Let me tell you a, tell you about Deicide. For those that <laughs> don't know, Deicide is a Florida death metal band fronted and masterminded by a man by the name of Glenn Benton. Glenn Benton, to this day, brands upside down crosses into his forehead. He'll take a hot... Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Glenn Benton... Um, I'm I'm a huge fan of their first few records, uh, of the of the self titled of uh, Once Upon the Cross Legion, great albums, a fucking primo American death metal right there. After that, I don't know if you heard this, but Every Mother's Nightmare. Every mo- I've heard of Every Mother's Nightmare. Yeah, I rem- I remember them. Uh, Gorky Park. They're the Russian one-hit wonder. The Russian one-hit wonder, but everybody kind of knew them at some point. Yeah, they were supposed to be like they were high, they were hyped back then as the Russian Bon Jovi. Yep, I remember them. Junkyard. That's one not a lot of people have heard of. Yeah, but they've done. Oh, they should have been bigger. I agree. 
Junkyard should have been bigger. This one, I don't know you know, it's Camelot. No. Uh, they do symphonic power metal. No, nope, not real familiar. Yeah. Not familiar. Uh, Caius. Okay, Caius. I threw them on there because whenever I see a metal thing coming up, I always see Caius yeah, being they, mentioned. They're kind of like proto-Doom. Now, this band, I don't know if you heard of this one. It's a bit obscure. They start in 87. Uh, Masuga. Masuga? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I didn't think Masuga went back that far. Yep, yep, they did. Uh, after them, Nirvana. Yep, yep. That's... So, Nirvana and Alice in Chains, same year. Okay. Uh, after them, Pretty Boy Floyd. That's a freaking lost gem from the hair metal yeah, generation. Yeah, and I had to put that one on there because of another one that's on here. And then the Rollins band started this year. Okay, so yeah, this is this is right after Rollins. Because Rollins left Black Flag in 86. Mm-hmm. Uh, 85, 86, Rollins left Black Flag. Uh, took some time off, did his poetry thing, started 213-61, and then formed the Rollins band. Yep. And then after this, the old uh, singer from Except formed UDO. Yep, Udo Dirkschneider. Yep. Now, this band, and when I found out, I put Pretty Boy Floyd on because this next band was actually the band that started as a parody. They literally started as a parody of Pretty Boy Floyd. Okay. Taking the piss out of the name, and it's Ugly Kid Joe. Yes. I did not know that until I was researching this. I'm like, wow. So you were just making a dick out of another band that actually started the exact same year. And... (laughs) Okay, you're making a dick out of a band that started the same year you did. Yep. And here's the ultimate fuck you. You had a better career. Yeah. Yep. Ugly Kid Joe. Uh, Let's talk on Ugly Kid Joe for a second. Yeah. Ugly Kid Joe, and I'm sure we'll get to their records Uh later on. Oh, yeah. Um, They are one of the more underrated but very fucking fun bands. Oh, yeah. Of this time frame. They were, were, I think, if uh, there was like a skateboard type band. That was, they were right on board with that. The stuff that the skateboarders were listening to, and they had that aesthetic. Yeah, um, I mean, Whitfield Crane looked like a look look looked like a dude that you'd find just yeah. ripping up a pool somewhere. Yeah, and the cred that they have. I mean, the musicians they would get on there. They got Judas Priest on yeah. one of their songs. I mean, and they you know they put out fun videos. They were kind of like I don't know if they're gonna appear on this either, but Scatterbrain. Yeah, because I haven't. Scatterbrain was another one of those fun bands. That just was having a good time. Yeah, and fantastic musicians. Mm-hmm. And the last one. Okay. His teeth started this year. <laughs> Winger. 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 Now, Kip Winger. This is a guy that gets, uh, and Winger as a band, <laughs> yes. gets shat on <laughs> from everywhere. Being a musician, I'm going to give you a little fucking crash course on the credibility that the band winger has in the music world their drummer is a guy by the name of rod morgenstein okay rod morgenstein was a was a percussion instructor at berkeley college of music for fuck's sakes mm-hmm. he played prog and you know uh he played prog with a band called the dixie dregs which is one of steve morris's other bands Okay, Rod Morgenstein's as legit as they get. You've got Reb Beach on guitar. Reb Beach has gone on to play with like every notable hair metal band out there mm-hmm. when they do their fucking like nostalgia tours. Yeah. But listen to any of the guitar playing on a winger song. Reb Beach is a fucking machine. That guy can play anything. 
I mean, he's like Nuno Betancourt, let, let, staying in that same era. He's yeah. Nuno Betancourt, Eddie Van Halen, Jakey Lee level. Good. Probably better than Jakey Lee. You did that on purpose. Yes, I did. You fucking did that on purpose. Yes, you I saw, did. You saw I was welling up in the eyes. I was getting teary there when you mentioned the guitarist, Jakey Lee. Right. Bastard. Red Beach is better. Bastard. And Kip Winger. <laughs> Kip Winger, really good voice. And a fucking killer bass player. You know, he did two, He did a couple of tours for Alice Cooper. Okay? He toured with Alice Cooper's band. Okay, and he was a session bassist in L.A. for years before he put Winger together. That dude has been on, without you knowing it, has been on a lot of records you've probably heard. Mm. Kip Winger's a great fucking bass player. That whole band was just really, really solid. Yeah, I, I firmly, I firmly believe that it was like the Beavis and Butthead effect. Yeah, I mean the I fact mean, that Stewart was wearing they, a Winger shirt. They could, yeah, and and I think. I think any band that they would have put Stewart in would have been the one that tanked it. And, you know, it could have been anybody at the time. I've seen many interviews over the years, and uh, I don't think that um, Mike Judge had any animosity. He was just picking bands. Right. And it just happened to be that one. Oh, and he could have picked the Dead Milkmen, and it would have, you know. Yeah. We'd be having a different conversation. Right. Speaking of Winger, they're going to be at Penn's Peak, I think, in March. All right. Along with, uh, I want to say Firehouse. Damn. That's back to the 80s. Yeah. I just heard Firehouse. I just heard Firehouse on the radio. I was driving in. And not Love of a Lifetime, the other one. And not The Letter, the All other one. All She Wrote? That's uh, the one. All she, No, not The Letter. No, the that's letter. A Bye Bye Baby. She yeah, said in the there was there. Yeah, there's three songs. It was not those two. Uh, Love of a Lifetime. But that one played, and I was like, I'm going to leave this on. Huh. <laughs> I'm usually not a big Firehouse fan, but I, I decided to leave that one on. Yeah, that's. I mean, nothing wrong with that. Okay, now, I yeah, I got my list of what was released, so I know, I absolutely, I am absolutely confident I know the number one from 87. I bet you don't. Oh, I bet you don't. Well, according to Loudwire, anyway. Well, Loudwire. Now it's Loudwire. What happened to rate your music? You I think? found Loudwires. You did Loudwire for 84. I do. Whichever one comes up first on my Google search is what I do. Fucking Google. All right. So <laughs> the number 10 record mm-hmm. of 1987, according to Loudwire.com, is Candlemass's Nightfall. Didn't that one didn't even register on my I I mean I did I don't know a lot of Candlemass stuff. I know some of the but I don't but that one wasn't even one that I thought about. Okay, this is you know, this is the album that has At the Gallows End on it. Right. Which is probably my favorite can, Candlemass song. Ring brother, ring for me, ring the bells of hope and praise, ring for my damnation, I am at the gallows end. Right. Beautiful song. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and this is actually the first one where Messiah Marcolin is a full-time member of the band. Okay. Um, so number 10, they have Candlemass's Nightfall. Great record. The title track's phenomenal. At the Gallows End is on there. Bewitched is on there, which is all shit that's still in their set list to this all right. day. All right. At number nine, we've got the New Jersey Thrash Legends Overkill with Taking Over. Yeah! 
Hello from the gutter. Ah, uh, no, it's not on here. Is yeah, it is. Oh, oh, taking over. Da, da, da. Taking over. Yeah, over. Uh, Deny the cross is on here. Wrecking crew power. Oh shit! I forgot. Power surge is yep. on here. Power surge building up power. Around. Yeah. Oh, there was some great stuff on that album. Oh. Yeah. That in oh. the years of decay. Just oh, beautiful stuff. Yeah, it doesn't. I could have sworn hello from the gutter. No, was that uh, no, that's not on taking over. Uh, I think that's on the next one. Okay. Uh, this has wrecking crew, power uh, surge, such good shit. Uh, Overkill's another one of those bands that have just like pretty much done no wrong in my yeah, eyes. Yeah, an underrated. Yeah. Outside of everything, Bobby the Blitz Ellsworth on vocals, killer. Uh, you know, it, his voice fits so good in yes. what Overkill does. Oh. And then you had Bobby Gustafson on guitar, Dee Dee Verini on the bass, Rat Skates on the drums. Yeah, they, that that band. And, and not the best, I can say this, they weren't the best album covers they did. A lot of those album covers were pretty pretty awful. Until they until they designed Charlie. Yeah, but until before that, it was like, oh, this is... Yeah. You, I, you, you couldn't sell these on album covers. No, because I'm looking music. at taking over right yeah. now, and they're standing there with, with the guns, with guns and, the and bullets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love Overkill. Mm. Uh, they they're they're wonderful. <laughs> if if you if you expand it to the big five, it's yeah, a toss up between kick out them. Metallica. I'm okay, just I just say kick out Metallica. I swear okay, to God. but we'll still expand it to the big five because then right. we can make room for Testament or for uh, Testament and yeah Overkill. All right, I'll allow it. Let's make it six. We we'll put Exodus in there too. Fuck it, Sepultura. Sepultura. <laughs> All right, number eight. We've got Napalm Death Scum. I don't think I wrote that one down, but I know that, yeah, I, that was on there. I didn't, eh, I like Napalm Death, but I don't know, any, like, they're the small catalog. It's it's something you put on to listen to or plays in a, in a playlist for me. Yeah, pretty much here, the same here. Uh, but Napalm Death, you know, OGs of, mm-hmm. of, Death metal, OG, thrash metal, whatever you want to clarify yeah. them as. You know, Napalm Death's been there, done that. Barney Greenwell's, Greenway and Mick Harris are still keeping them going to this day. Mm-hmm. Gotta love Napalm Death. All right, let's move on to number seven. Number seven, we've got Ke- uh, Celtic Frost with Into the Pandemonium. This is a weird list. This, this is, is this is a <laughs> okay. There, there's so much it didn't make this list. Okay, now we've got some great shit on here with mm-hmm. Babylon Fell, Inner Sanctum, and the one, quite possibly the weirdest Celtic Frost song out there. Their cover of Mexican Radio by Wall of Voodoo. I have to listen to that now. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. A, sounds awesome. It, it is. It's really good. It's, this is, and this is before Tom G. Warrior became mm-hmm. Thomas Gabriel and decided to, you know, try to do the hair metal thing and this is Celtic Frost pretty much as good as they get. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, Into the Pandemonium. Such a great record. Um, I can't argue with this being on a top 10. Right. I really can't. Next up, we have Halloween's Keeper of the Seven Keys Part 1. Yep, I knew that was going to be on there somewhere. Great record. Uh, Future Worlds on here. I'm Alive, Twilight of the Gods. Uh, Halloween is another one of those bands that should have got way more recognition than they did. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure we'll get into 
their most popular release mm-hmm. later on, yeah. which is actually the sequel to this album, yeah. uh, Keeper of the Seven Keys 2, which has their most popular stuff on mm-hmm. it. Uh, but uh, you can't go wrong with Halloween for like good European power metal. Yeah. It, it it is really good stuff. I, I I do enjoy Halloween. I think they maybe the name I think kind of might have scared a few people off. Yeah, maybe got too gimmicky. Maybe you know, but America, what do you know? That's right. <laughs> These are good German lads. I think they're German. That was yeah, cl- they are German. That was Klaus Wiegen. Klaus Wiegen. No, this is Klaus Wiegen, you bastard. <laughs> All right. Uh, number number that was number six. All right, number five. Here we fucking go. There we are. Yes, coming to the party. We have the genius mm-hmm. that is Chuck Schuldner and Death's debut with Scream Bloody Gore. This here, kids, is where American death metal starts. Yes. Well, it's it's them and possessed. It's it laid the groundwork. Them and possessed. Yeah. And death is uh, the Ricky Rackman moment. Death is one of my fav- absolute favorite bands. Um, everything from Scream Bloody Gore all the way up to individual thought patterns. Everything they've done. Even the stuff like the the one album Chuck was able to release before he died um, as Control Denied. I am a huge fan of everything death has ever put out these guys are such great musicians and now this is the original lineup um chuck schuldner rick Roz, terry butler and uh who the hell was the drummer i can't remember the drummer on on screen bloody gore but anyway um you've got stuff like zombie ritual on this album Oh, God. What else is on here? Hang on. Uh, Denial of Life. Sacrificial. Such iconic songs. Till the till the last show Death ever played, Zombie Ritual stayed in the set list. Um, and if you listen to Death from the Scream Bloody Gore record up to Individual Thought Patterns, which I believe was their last one, <laughs> the progression... And the evolution of death is so evident. And we'll even talk about it when we get to their next album, Leprosy. Um, The musicianship gets better. The songwriting gets more complex. Um, You know, shifting time signatures. Just incredible musicianship. Chuck Schuldner was the only static member of death Mm -hmm. throughout their entire existence. And he worked with some of the greatest musicians you'll ever listen to. Guys like Sean Reinert and Gene Hoagland and Richard Christie, just as your drummers. Mm-hmm. Um, James Murphy played guitar for him. Uh, there's, I mean, just been so many fucking amazing musicians that Chuck, Shura- Chuck Schuldner surrounded himself with. Uh, I, I I love death. I cannot say enough good things about that band. If you're not a fan, shame on you. <laughs> shame on you. All right, coming up next. Number four, we've got Bathory's Under the Sign of the Black Mark. Jesus Christ. This is... <laughs> 
This is not so much the metal of 87. It's like the heavy of the heaviest of. Heaviest of the heavy? Yeah, it's like. Because, like I said, now we've got Bathory, which is, you know, the origins of black metal. We talked about them uh, a few episodes ago Mm -hmm. on their debut. Yeah. This is their sophomore record. And this is Corthon really coming into his own as a songwriter and changing kind of the speed and becoming what became Norwegian black metal. Mm -hmm. And Bathory is another band I can't say enough good things about. Uh, Corthon's another guy we lost way too early. Um, you know, he, he passed away at a very young age. Um, if you're not a fan of Bathory, you should be. I don't think this is Loudwire's list. I think this is your list. It's not mine. <laughs> it's, it's not mine. I think I think you had a hand in this somehow. It's not mine. I know, but I'm looking at my sheet. And I'm like, I checked off three things of all these great albums in 87. Well, we'll get to yours. I know, but it's just, I can't believe none of them are on this. It doesn't make sense. Number three, we've got Anthrax's Among the Living. Who? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also that year, I'm the Man was released as well. The I'm the Man EP. Yeah. I don't like to put EPs on the list, but my God, they're both fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, let's, let's, let's stick with yeah. Among the Living. You've got the title track, which is one of Scott Ian's uh, story songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, how do you tell the story of The Stand in five minutes? Yeah, and I've never even seen The Stand. You write Among the Living. Yeah. All right, you got. Um, uh, there's so many iconic Anthrax songs on this record. Oh, um, there's "Among the Living," "Caught in a Mosh," uh, "Evil Nick and Fessy," <laughs> you know, which is another. It's the story of John Belushi. Yeah. Um, I am the law. How did I almost forget? I am the law. Was Indian on this one? Or? Indians yeah. is on here. Um, uh, a skeleton in the closet, I think, is on this one. Yeah, it is. It is one of their most. Yeah, this is just bangers. Yeah, you know, this is just bangers on here. Um, uh, AIR. Yep. As in a, that. Yeah, this is as I think. I, I think I probably said this is one of. This is my favorite of all of them. Well, this is for Anthrax. Yeah. One A, one and one A with uh, sound yeah. of white noise. Well, mine was spreading the disease. Yeah, like those two could have been a double. I mean, double album fraud. It's just it's. I love this one. Yeah, it's it's such a great record, and uh, you know I still stuff that they play. Mm-hmm. Here we are, twenty five or thirty five years later. Yeah, and Anthrax is still playing these songs live. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still playing Indians live. They're still playing I Am the Law. They're still playing Caught in a Mosh. You know, they're playing all these fucking great songs live. And um, this is just like if you want to go pure thrash metal or thrash metal albums from 87, it's this one and Overkill. Maybe. Uh, We'll see. There's actually probably. Yeah. For those. Yeah. There's one more. Maybe. Okay. See if it makes it. Let's get to number two. Number two. Testaments the Legacy. I forgot about this one. How did I not write that the fuck down? Are you sure that's 87? It's 87. Oh. Fuck it. I must have missed that one. Apocalyptic City. Raging Waters. The Legacy. Such Bay Area thrash goodness mm. from our friends in Testament. Yeah. This is... and You know... Seeing Chuck Billy live is an experience. Oh, it is. It is. He's he. They're fun to watch live. Yes. Even though 
his mobility is not, you know, his no his mobility is is like our mobility at this point, right? You know, you know, but but still, he can still put on a hell of a show. Yeah, and he's still got that half a mic stand. Yeah, and, you know. There's got what's the story behind that? Do you break one when they were first out, or I, I don't know. I think him and Joey Belladonna share one. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean Chuck Billy, very large Native American yes. man oh. who looks just like he will eat your face, mm-hmm. but he's a nice guy. Yeah, <laughs> I love I love Testament. Uh, Testament's another one of those bands that's just got a career that is so fucking flawless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? friend friend Jim got his. First mosh pit injury in a testament song. Yes. It was oh, o- it was over the wall. I, I, he went over the wall and banged his shin off the barrier. <laughs> At Crocodile Rock. Yep. <laughs> oh God. So, yep, number two. And before we get to number one, let's pick off a few of yours. Jesus. I you know, at this point, you know, okay. So well, here's what I got. Uh Aerosmith permanent vacation. Great record. That was Aerosmith's return like that was their comeback record. Mm-hmm. I mean, Done With Mirrors was really the quote-unquote comeback record. Yeah, but Permanent Vacation was the better one. They hit their second stride with Permanent Vacation. Yeah. Billy Idol, Vital Idol. Vital Idol. Okay, that's is that the one with Cradle of Love? No, no, that's one? way... Okay. That, that had um, Dancing With Myself. Yeah. And all that stuff on it. Yeah. Which was... I, it was a little more punky than metal, but... Uh, well, I, he... He's just coming out of the band X at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, DRI's crossover. Uh, yeah. We, as I said about the thrash album, it's like, okay. Yeah. That did make, uh, Death Angel, the ultraviolence. Death Angel's ultraviolence. Really, really vastly overlooked album in the thrash metal pantheon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Def Leppard, Hysteria. That, okay. Now, this is the first album... Uh, after Rick Allen lost his arm. Okay. Um, Because, yeah, this is the first album after, because Pyromania was the one before this. Yep. And he lost his arm shortly after the Pyromania tour. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this is the first album with Rick Allen playing the drums mostly with his feet. And we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. I will give that motherfucker all the credit in the world for finding a way to get it done. And I'll give the the rest of the guys in the band all the credit in the world for allowing him the latitude to do that oh, yeah. and sticking with him. That's brotherhood right there. Yep. Uh, Docking back for the attack. Not a bad record. I mean, in the overall hair metal scheme of things, Docking, yeah. it really, for me, Docking kind of ranks a little lower hair, than... Hair metal's all over this list. Yeah. Uh, Faster Pussycat, their, their, uh, their debut. debut. Yep. Which... Just was awesome. Poison Ivy, Bathroom Wall. Yep. Uh, this doesn't have their cover of Your So Vain on it. Yeah, that was uh, Wake Me When It's Over. Right. And that's also the one that has the song We Shan't Speak Of. Right. But this is a girl. Freely's Comet debuted his first one. Okay. Okay, so Ace uh, kind of comes out of a stupor for a, yep. a minute here. Yeah, did two good albums. Great Whites, Once Bitten. There is... And the earworm. Yep. Once <laughs> for, bitten, twice shy. Yep. I never... I never cared for the video for this it's, song. It's And it's a cover, oddly yeah. enough. And the video, I never cared for it. I don't know what it was about the video that just always rubbed me the wrong way. What? You didn't want to see a band playing in a warehouse? Getting ready for a tour? I don't know. It was just weird. Um, 
Ah. Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Yeah, I can't believe that's not on this list. That's why, well, that's the one I was sure was number one. I was absolutely sure that had to be number one. I'm sure if I went to a different site, it yeah. would probably be. It, let's let's not gloss over that album. No, it's... That is, in my opinion, the greatest debut album in heavy metal history. It hit, and it hit hard at that time. I can I can even remember. I think I might have been a freshman in high school. I think. I'm not sure. Uh, eight, it, you were eight, either eighth or ninth grade because I was a freshman. Oh, yeah, you were probably a freshman. Yeah, and I can just remember. Well, I remember like the rumors about the band. Were, yeah, were crazy at that time, weren't they? Though you know, it was like, and you know, it was just nuts, and you know. Every song on it at that time was just, my God, this is something so different, so crazy, so out there. Yeah. And, I mean, seeing Welcome to the Jungle on on MTV. That video just feels dirty. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And it was just, it was amazing that they just, they seemingly came out of nowhere. Yeah. But to know the history of Guns N' Roses, there was a lot before that. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I... I saw them, I saw Guns N' Roses on this tour. Uh, I saw them open for Aerosmith at Pocono Downs. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I, w- I was really disappointed in Guns N' Roses. Axel was being Axel, you yeah. know, threatening to take his band off stage. Slash was fucked up to the point where he would almost fall off the stage. Um, but luckily, Aerosmith came out and blistered that crowd and saved the night. Mm-hmm. Which guns and going, you know, looking now looking back, but at the time looking forward was a lesson Guns N' Roses should have learned what to do when James got burned in Montreal. Yeah, I, I think, and I think Guns N' Roses probably suffered because of this album. Yeah, because how do you they top it? they hit so hard, so fast, so quick, and it was like. I know my goo couldn't handle that. No, and if, act- if something happened overnight that you call me up and say, "Hey, by the way, we're ju- we just made a million dollars and got signed for this podcast," holy fuck, man! I, I'm I'm fucking getting rhinestones and shit, man. I'm I'm getting, getting fucking right. I'm getting hubcaps on the freaking Ford, man. We're going nuts. I, I give fucking <laughs> they, they tans, but they clean. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah, it's like I'm. Yeah, I. I mean, my. I know my ego can't handle fucking fame. Man. Oh, I couldn't either. So I, I was like, I, I some, don't know if I could either. There's a part of me that can't blame Axel. Yeah, but also it's like you can't be a douchebag for that long. Yeah. Until come on, dude, just get out in the fucking stage. It's, right. But let, let let's talk about yeah. this album for a little bit. You yeah. got Welcome to the Jungle. Yes. Okay. What a way to start an album. Uh Okay, and what a way to introduce yourself to the world. Because mm-hmm. that's the, the lead single, the first video. Yeah. Welcome to the Jungle. That song is, it, it's, it's just, there's no other word for it than iconic. Mm-hmm. Okay, the video, there's no other word for it than iconic. That first image of Axl Rose stepping off the bus in Los Angeles. Yep. You know, from there to them seemingly in a grimy bar playing. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time we see Slash with that top hat. Yeah. And Duff McKeegan with that, you know, just 
Duff McKeegan looking as cool as cool can be. You know, with that fucking Fender P bass mm-hmm. slung low. Um, Steven Adler behind the drum, you know, behind the drums, just killing it. Uh, Izzy Stradlin holding down the freaking rhythm guitar parts. You know, Guns N' Roses had it going, man. They really had it going. And then you've got one of the, like, quite possibly the greatest hair metal ballad of all time, Sweet Child of Mine, mm-hmm. on this album. Uh, what else is on here? My Michelle. Yeah, My Michelle with my heroin overdoses. Yes. Uh, Rocket Queen, which I never knew what it's about, but it's a hell of a good song. Yeah. Um, well, my Michelle, Rocket Queen, uh, It's So Easy. Oh, now, yeah, it It's So Easy, the fast version. Yeah. You know, uh, You're Crazy was on You're this You're Crazy. One. Yes. Um, just, oh, my God. Yeah, it was, it was, every song seemed to be like a goddamn gem. No, no, it, was, it wasn't It So Easy that they did a, it, it was, was You're crazy. crazy, I'm thinking of, yep. yeah. You're Crazy, they redid uh, yeah. at a slower tempo. Yeah. Um. It's so easy's on here. You're crazy. Uh, what the? I'm trying to think. Of what me me and two. I just it says it's been a long time since I've listened to the full album. There's nothing on it that misses though. No, it's all good stuff. I, I there's not there's not a song I would my, skip. Oh yeah, my Michelle. Yeah, there's yeah. I maybe that's all there was. I don't know. Maybe we're not missing anything. You know. Yeah, I don't know, but it, it's it's such a great record, mm-hmm. top to bottom, and uh, I mean rightfully so lauded as the greatest debut in heavy metal history. Yeah. I I can't the only one I would really put even close to it is Black Sabbath's debut. Yeah, but that was might have been a slow burn. Oh, it was a slow burn. It was a slower yeah. burn. Yeah. I mean, as far as but the, Sabbath also didn't have yeah. the advantage of MTV. Yeah, gut I mean, guns I just remember I remember so vividly just everybody was talking about it. Yep. And it was everywhere. And oh, you know what? We're skipping over one of the biggest hits on this fucking album, mm. "Paradise City." Yep, that too. And out to get me, out to get me. I forgot about. Yeah, there is. There's, yeah, there's so many great songs on, it. and we I just remember it was like I can just remember this is one that you just put in your tape player. That's like a that's like a videotape player, but for music, and then would just cruise around. And just listen to it back and forth, back and forth. Yep. You, you know, there wasn't like, you know, even Sweet Child of Mine, as a ballad as it was, was freaking still slimy. Yeah. It was greasy. Once you once you get into that solo section, yeah. like slash a solo into the breakdown, the, mm-hmm. where do we go? Yeah. That's fucking sleazy. Yeah. And these guys were hitting on all cylinders right out of the blocks. Yep. Really hard to follow this up. And in my opinion, they never really did. No, no, I think that uh, well, lies wasn't uh, wasn't as good as this. One and two, you could probably I could pick and choose of all of the songs on one on Use Your Illusion one and two, and make one album, and make one decent album because there's a lot of fluff on there I don't like. Yeah, Spaghetti Incident just the eh. Chinese Democracy was all right. I I'm one of the few people that actually enjoyed that one. But. I didn't care for it. Uh, you know what my favorite? What was your favorite song on the Spaghetti Incident? Uh, ain't it fun? You know what mine was? Hmm. Uh, this may make me a terrible person, but their cover of Charles Manson's "Look at Your Game Girl." Yeah, I. They did that to be nice and controversial. They knew how to skirt controversy before anybody else. Do did. you think? And I loved when they did interviews. Nobody talked except Axel, and Axel 
would talk and then low, uh, you know, we're just going out there. We're just doing our thing, doing our music. And that's not how he sang. No. It was like he was so calm and reserved and nobody else spoke, which was like, you know, everybody just kind of sat around or with Steven was fucking around in the background. Yeah. You know, Duff was fucking about, you know, it's like, but nobody was like actually, you know, talking but him. Right. And that made him a little bit more mysterious. You don't know what Slash looks like. You don't know what he sounds like. Right. He spoke with his guitar, and that's all he needed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next on, how do you follow that? Kiss, Crazy Nights. I like this album. Not a bad album. I like this album. People try to take my soul away, but I don't hear the rap that they all say. Yep. Here's one you'll hate. Lizzie Borden, Visualize. Oh, fuck Lizzie Borden. (laughs) This is the one that had um, the song from um, the cover. Um, from oh, the Klein. Uh, oh, freaking uh, uh, Born to and, be Wild. Yeah, and the video is just freaking way out there. I know doesn't you. this also have me against the world on yes, it? Yes, it does. Yes. <sighs> okay. Uh, this is also Metallica's Garage Days EP was released this year. Okay, that is their way to introduce Jason to the band. Yeah. Uh, hang on, let's not gloss over one, mm. of the, one of the big stories in heavy metal from 1987. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the year that Cliff Burton passed away. Um, you know, the bus, the bus accident where Cliff was thrown from the bus and the bus came down and killed him. Um, it changed the face of Metallica Mm -hmm. and in doing so changed the face of heavy music. Yeah. Cause injustice for all doesn't happen if Cliff Burton's alive. Mm -hmm. I think Metallica takes a vastly different path. Yeah. And we've talked about that. Mm -hmm. Um, but they they recruit Jason Newstead from Flotsam and Jetsam, and uh, they the first foray with Jason is this five ninety eighty p the Garage Days revisited, and I remember the sticker, the five ninety eight p or the nine ninety eight CD of the Garage Days revisited. Do not pay more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just got this on uh, reproduction uh-huh. with a. A heavier gram of vinyl. Yeah, one hundred eighty gram vinyl. Holy shit, that freaking thing! But um, I, I, it's a repro. I didn't care. I broke out my record player and I put it on. Still love it. I, I mean, you start uh, start the record. I can still hear, it. Mm-hmm. and then into the small, or not yep. the small hours. <laughs> yeah. Play it. <laughs> yep. I mean, uh, what's what's on this? Uh, the, it doesn't start with the weight. Uh, helpless. Yeah, starts with helpless. Trying around because I know all the songs are the crash, the, the weight, crash course in brain surgery. Yeah, the small hours, and then uh, last caress and green hell. Yeah, last, I love those. I love. I I absolutely love last caress and green hell. Yeah. Here in this place lies the key to your death. Touch it. See it. Green hell. <laughs> Got They their their misfits covers are always really good. Oh yeah, Metallica. Die die cover. my darling is a great one. Metallica's covers are always really good. Yeah. Uh, after this, Motley Crue, Girls, Girls, Girls. That's a sandwich album. There's two. Uh, not a sandwich album. Now, um, it's two good songs and a bunch of shit. Yeah. Here's the interesting part about this. Motley Crue, and another band that I've already mentioned. This was the first time that both of these bands had cracked the top 10 pop. Bon Jovi. Yeah. Bon Jovi and Motley Crue both this year cracked the top 10 of pop. With Motley with Girls, Girls, Girls. Yes. And, and Bon Jovi with uh, 
probably well we had that living one, on yeah. a prayer yeah I think it was. yeah I, I mean uh, girls 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 there's not much good on it there's wild side and girls 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 yeah. and a bunch of filler i i forget all what's on it at this point but i didn't think it was terrible it's motley eh. it's motley which inherently will make it sort of terrible okay after that motorhead rock and roll Nothing wrong with that. Yep. Good album. Uh, after this, this is their... Actually, I said mentioned their EP last time. Now this is their album. This is the one that's going to take them forever. Odin! The gods must be crazy. Oh. <laughs> uh. You know, I dream of a parallel universe where Odin has made it big. You know, if you're going to name your album after a movie... <laughs> that's not a bad movie, though. It's just... Well... But, name it after a better movie. That was a good movie. I, I enjoyed that movie. No. It was it was one of those wonderful little just just cultural movies. I've that never just, been high enough to enjoy that movie. Well, I wouldn't have been high back then. I saw it on HBO. Not a bad movie. This is this uh, next album was one that I actually got as a gift from somebody. Strangest there's two albums on this list I got as gifts. Wow. That's weird. Uh yeah, that people are giving you things? Yeah. No, the two out. Shut up. All right. Asshole. <laughs> Ozzy's tribute album was released this year. Okay. That album is... That's one of the greatest live albums mm-hmm. ever. And it was supposed to come out a few years earlier. Um, part of Ozzy's deal with Jet Records initially included a live album. Randy Rhodes, of course, died in 1982 while touring. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they continued on with the tour with Brad Gillis on guitar. And that's when the Speak of the Devil album was released. Right. Which is a live album, but it's all Black Sabbath covers. Because mm-hmm. Ozzy couldn't bear to do the Randy Rhodes stuff yet. Yeah. You know, and uh, so in 87, he released Tribute, which is, you know, to think of what he w- could have done mm-hmm. had he not died is just mind mind numbing. Yeah, I think and and the tribute album, strangely enough, is what now I had known Black Sabbath for me was Dio. Right. That's what I knew Black Sabbath as. Ozzy was a separate thing. And of course, without the benefit of the internet in the olden days, I listened to the tribute album and I remember hearing that that the intro to a song at the time I thought was called Paradise. Uh, Paranoid. Yeah. Well, if you listen, we're going to do Paradise. I thought he said Paradise. So I'm looking for this song by Ozzy named Paradise. Cannot find it. (laughs) But of course, that's, you know, leads me to discovering Ozzy's older stuff and finally finding Paranoid that to this day is still one of my absolute favorite songs. And to think that was written as a throwaway. Yes, and I love the song Paranoid. Me too. Yep. And and to think, like I said, Mm -hmm. to think that song was written as a throwaway because the album was originally supposed to be called War Pigs. Mm -hmm. And they needed another three minutes. Yep, that is a... And and I I absolutely... And I love the people when people cover it. It might have been one of the first songs I learned to play. Lisa probably got so sick and tired of hearing that opening riff <laughs> over and over and over again 
And I played that and played that till my fingers hurt. Yeah, to get it right. Every 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 rock cover band, every every <laughs> band that covers heavy metal stuff. One of the first songs you learn for the first rehearsal or the first jam session, you know, let's see how this goes. Everybody knows Paranoid. Yep. And then do we do we play it on the tenth fret, or do we play it up to scale it down a string? Yeah, <laughs> I learned it on the tenth fret. So playing it up uh, in the middle. On yeah. the on the uh, oh, okay, you learned it tenth fret. Yeah, uh, tenth fret on the E. Yep. And other people learn it like up on the A. I I always played it on the A. Yeah, that's uh, what I mean. There's two, and I know no both of them. They I mean tonally they sound the same. It, uh, it, it's just a matter. It's a matter of like if you want to be truthful to Iomi, you play it off the E. Okay, because okay. Iomi plays it off the E. Mm-hmm. But I like a little br- little more brightness and. Playing it on the E string is going to give it a little thicker tone. Yeah. But I don't want to get into... Yeah, like, and strangely enough, and you know my amp broke upstairs. Yeah. Well, I finally dug out the old Washburn. Uh-huh. That archaic, clunky piece of shit. And uh, I plugged it in. I took my guitar downstairs, plugged it in. First riff I played, Paranoid. The amp still sounds like a lump of shit. There's nothing I can do that's ever going to make it sound better. Although I do have an equalizer that I found. Uh-huh. And, you know, until I get a new amp, which I don't know when that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just not going to be hearing anything. All right. Onward. Three more. Next one. Suicidal Tendencies. Join the Army. Join the Army. Great record. I'm waiting for a little later in Suicidal's yeah. catalog. Yeah, definitely. But there's some stu- some good shit on Join the Army. Um. You know, I, there's some good shit on Join the Army. Um, yeah, I mean, it was the start of their career, pretty much. There yeah. was, you know, and they were just getting up there. I mean, it was it was that skate thrash that was just gaining some momentum. Yeah. And, you know, everybody was, you know, listening to Suicidal, flipping their brims up and wearing the board shorts. Right. Anthrax wasn't the first to do it. Uh, and Mike Muir's still doing it. Yep. Now, this one, White Lion, Pride. You want to talk underrated guitar players for yep. a second. Mm. Vito Barata. Yep. Is a killer fucking guitar player. That guy, listen to the, just listen to the solo on weight. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, Vito Barata is a, you know, just a, an amazing guitar player. Mike Tramp, hell of a voice. Um, you know, this is pure hair metal goodness. Yeah, this was one of those that was like pure. It was in the white snake vein. Right there, White Snake was often funny because they all their covers, just like the Scorpions, were very provocative. Yes, but White Snake didn't sound like their covers looked. No, you know, White Snake sounded like White Lion, very pure and very innocent, and was something safe you could listen to. Yeah, uh, and a lot, just, la- just uh, a bit heavier than White Lion. A little, a, a wee, a wee. Then the last one. This is the one that has all we are. This is Warlock. Triumph and Agony. Okay. So Doro this was Pesh. one of their biggest hits. Yep. Doro Pesh uh, with Warlock. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the first, like, high, uh, highly visible female-fronted metal acts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doro Pesh, I, she's still going. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, if it was... And that, I knew, and of course, we lived back in the Versus days. Yeah. When you had to choose one or the other. Right. And it was either you like Lita Ford... Or you like Doro Pesh. Yeah. 
And it was like, why why we got to choose? Okay. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. We'll play an interesting little game here for a second. Yeah. You know the game F, Mary Kill, right? Yeah. Wait, why do I got wait, wait, there's only two people in it. We'll put a third, put a third in there. Okay. F, Mary Kill. Yeah. Doro Pesh, uh-huh. Lita Ford, uh-huh. Joan Jett. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's terrible. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, all right. Shit. Well, this is going to suck. I'm going to piss anybody off no matter what. All right? Okay. But F, Joan Jett. For those who don't know, F means fuck. It- no swearing. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have a swear card. No. Uh, only because... Um, I know, I know. She she goes both ways. Okay. So you know, you know, you, more people. Right. The more the barrier. Right. <laughs> so, uh, Mary, that's that's definitely Lita. Okay. Because just so maybe I could legally play her guitars. Okay. And uh, unfortunately, I don't want to kill her though. I don't want to kill Doro. Well, you have to. No. You have to. No. I'll 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 kill her. I'll kill her with kindness. Fair enough. And I'll just I'll, I'll I'll just compliment her every single day, like like you know I say, I was I followed you to the laundromat and I just want to say that your your underwear smells lovely today. Oh, all of Felicity Kendall's underwear. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, so. Vivian, all the machinery's ganging up on me. Oh. All right. Okay. Now, hang on. My turn. I'm going to do the F Mary kill. <laughs> All right, I'm with you. I'm killing. I'm killing Doro. Okay, I'm killing Doro. I have my own guitars, so I'm a fuck Lita. I'm marrying Joan Jett because she throws it both ways, and we'll have a little, you know, little open thing going. You know, you hope. Well, yeah, she might decide on monogamy. Well, then I'll marry Lita. That's not how it works. It could be in my world, <laughs> but. I got you, but you have your own guitars. Although you two could trade warlocks, I, I you know what? I got to put my warlock back together. You know, uh, I, I'll play one of her warlocks. She can play my bitch. Yeah, yeah. Lita Ford. Uh, you know, well, shit. We were talking about Doro Passion. We just brought Lita and Joan Jett into this. Why not? Because I had to do an F Mary kill. Yes. All right. So that was oh, that's the rest of your list. Yeah, that's everybody. Okay. Once I get once I get down to the the end of it, but I had one more in it, but of course I I'm not blind. Yeah, I can see, and I don't want to. The number according to Loudwire, the number one album, the number the best metal album of 1987 is King Diamond's masterpiece, Abigail. Ah, mm-hmm. oh. now King D, uh, he had released Fatal Portrait before this. And he had his records with, uh, of course, with Merciful Fate. But Abigail is where he starts telling stories. Yeah. And Ab- there's such good shit on Abigail. Um, it's not my favorite King Diamond album. That will come later on. Mm-hmm. Um, with uh, that whole them story arc. Yeah. Is my favorite King Diamond work. But Abigail's got some great shit on it. Um, what's all on here? This, of course, the title track, Abigail. Mm-hmm. I know you're in control of my brain, Abigail. You know, fucking wonderful stuff. Uh, you know, this is the, sto- the story of the LaFay family. And the whole album, this is a con- one of King D's concept yeah. albums. Um, 
it's such good shit. I cannot talk highly enough about Kim Bendix, mm-hmm. you know, who, which is King D's real yeah. name. A phenomenal voice. Uh, he's got those soaring falsetto high notes that nobody can fucking duplicate. Yep. I've never heard anybody do that as well as him or with, you know, because normally when a guy goes into that falsetto, you get into like steel hearts, never let you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. King Diamond's falsetto sounds evil. Yes, it does. You know, and, you know, I him and Andy LaRocque have, have made magic, you know, black magic. <laughs> but uh, I can't talk, you know, highly enough about anything King Diamond's done. Um, and I can see where, where Loudwire is at with putting this as number yeah. one. But I'm sure if I pulled up, like, Rate Your Music. Yeah, it would be a lot of hair metal. It would be a lot of hair metal. It would be a lot different list. Yeah. Uh, King I'm Diamond sh- also is phenomenal with the, the the full package. It's a great album covers. Yeah. Their album covers, even back in Merciful Fate, but their artwork. Yeah. I would. You, those are album covers you want the full album and you want to hang them up. Yeah. They are beautiful. I need that post like back in our day. I need that poster. Yeah, I had a uh, King. I don't know if you remember this. I had a poster of the them album cover on the wall. Of I might bedroom. not have known who King Diamond was back then. I had the uh, there were there were lots of posters on my bedroom. You know, a lot of shit ripped from Hit Parader and Guitar World magazine. Yeah, and then I had like the big rollout posters. I had the Metallica Garage Days cover. I had King Diamond's them. I know I had uh, Anthrax's Among the Living at one point, mm-hmm. some Megadeth, some Slayer. I had all this shit back when we were back when we were kids. We used to hang posters on our walls. Yep, that was. I still hung a po- I still hang a poster now and again, but you they know, don't they don't make the posters now. Like, no, they don't. Although I still have I still have some of the, I have Metallica's poster from Ride the Lightning. I still have that one. Um, I saved a lot of this stuff now. I'm going to have to look through them like my Metal Edge magazines. Yeah. I want to see. I haven't looked at any of them because I think most of them are, are still buried up in the room. But now that we're going to get in an 88, I got to see. Was I buying Metal Edge at that time or wasn't I? I don't remember. You know what else we you know what we uh, I got to I got to look through some stuff, too. Uh, I know a couple of posters I still have. Um, I have my my poster from uh, the Zappa plays Zappa show. Mm hmm. That Mark, that Mark and I went to uh, Autographed by Dweezil Zappa And his whole band I have that upstairs And somewhere Rolled up and in a tube I have An autographed Jägermeister Carrie King poster Nice From Mayhem Festival Wow When I met Carrie at the Jäger tent Yeah Yeah I don't I don't have nothing autographed And I know about the Metallic I didn't I hung posters up uh-huh. But I'm hard pressed to remember I know I had an Aerosmith poster. Yeah, I know I had that. I actually, well, I hung, I hung, <laughs> my my room had posters of cars, and I, at one point, um, I got in a Cherry magazine. Uh huh. And the centerfold was like, I think it was like a six gate fold thing. It was huge. Uh huh. It might have been eight, eight. I mean, it was it was a huge goddamn centerfold. Hung on the back of my bedroom door. Nobody saw that unless they were in the door and the door was closed. Right. And that that's what I had on my wall. See, I had um I I had 
like I said, the the Meg, mm-hmm. the Metallica poster, the King Diamond. I had you know all your average run of the mill yeah. rock and roll posters, and I had one. It wasn't a dirty poster, but I had one poster of a chick <laughs> on my of a girl on on my wall, Alyssa Milano. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. I know. I mean, I know I made a lot of posters up. I had. I know I had one of a. Well, I was in the monster trucks, so I had ones of Bigfoot and things like that. And then, of course, you know, I would make up these collage type posters. Yeah. Of like cutouts from from magazines and stuff like that. I would make my own shit. Metallica ones about the only one I can remember offhand. Yeah. And then, of course, when I got older, I got the alcohol posters. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've never been a car, I've never been a car guy, so I never had the car posters on my wall. Like all, you know, all the kids of our generation, mm. when we were kids, you know, everybody would have the Lamborghini Diablo poster yeah. or the Countach or whatever. You know, <laughs> everybody would have the Lambo poster, the Porsche nine eleven. Mm. You know, I never had that. I didn't fucking care. I think I think I didn't. I, there's a part of me I liked monster trucks, but there's a part of me that thinks I probably was faking it just to fit in. You weren't. What do you mean I wasn't? You're from Lee Heighton. What the hell is that supposed to mean? You're from Lee Heighton. Well, we're having a fucking moment here, and you're just going to go flat out and insult me? You <laughs> you prick. <laughs> what the hell, man? Could be worse. You could be like fucking... Shit. You could be like Miller. What? Well, I wonder what he had on his walls. <laughs> John Holmes. That's not funny. <laughs> but true. That's that's not funny. But true. Um, you know, kind of, I don't want to speculate. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to really ask him about that one now. I'll yeah, say, we should ask him. I'll say, <laughs> I'll ask him tonight. But he'll have to wait three weeks before he hears why I asked him. Yeah, I've been like behind on editing. Well, you know what? I wanna. That don't matter. I wanna make bets here. I'm gonna, well, what do we think he might have had in his wall? Okay. I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna say something by a band. Let's. I'm gonna go with Seven Mary Three. I'll go Nirvana. Right, Nirvana. Or no, Pearl Jam. Uh, yeah, Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Uh, you think he had girls on his wall? He might have had some girls, but he definitely had Mustangs. Mustangs. Okay, he had Mustangs. I'm gonna say the girls that he, if he had any girls on them, they were they were workout with leggings. Yeah. Said, oh, I broke the pencil. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else would he have had on his wall? I'm also just knowing Jim that he was in the he was on track. I'm going to say he had something to do with the Olympics too. He had Flojo, Florence. He had Florence no, Griffith. He, no, I don't think he. Had, I think maybe Jesse Owens, or maybe even Jim Thorpe. But I'm going to say something to do with the Olympics. Uh, okay, I didn't know Jim was into track. Yeah, he used to have, um, um, it was his nickname at one point, because he was in sprints. And on his tracksuit, it said Jim Sprints. He ran? At one point. I can't picture that. The only thing he runs now is his mouth, yeah. kind of like you. The fuck? Again, what is with the insults? <laughs> it's so easy. Damn it, man. I can't help it. I'll I tell you what. I mean, it's just if, you know, if he was here right now, I'd be saying the same talk, shit. Talk to the empty chair. It's like, 
I'd be saying the I same shit. I love how Mike is like set up perfectly. He's like he's there. Yeah. Well, he he's here in spirit. We do got to have him in soon, though. It's coming to that year. Yeah. You know, where everything is cumbersome to this world. This, I, I don't know why I think he's the grunge guy. Because he is the grunge guy. He's, he's, oh, he's post-grunge. You got to go to post-grunge. Post-toasties. <laughs> Yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, we do. We need to do need to have him in here again. Soon. Yes. Soon, yeah. Because oh, eighty eight. I thought I thought Aerosmith permanent vacation was eighty eight. So now I'm totally fucked in my timeline. Pump was eighty nine. Eighty nine ninety. Good fucking years. Yeah, that's gonna be weird talking about those years. Yeah, because I don't think Barnacle Bill was released in eighty nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I had that. I had that before I met you. I had that. I think you're the one that gave me the Doctor Dirty tape that I still have. Yeah, it was like that thing I copied so much that it's like I gotta turn up to eleven just to hear it. I know, right? <laughs> I had like a tenth generation copy of that shit. <laughs> this pre digital kids, you dubbed a tape. Yeah, it was. <sighs> Google it. Yeah, and and if you and the the, wor- the more copies you got, the worse it got. Yep. Until you're listening. To it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the same thing with old V with like VHS tapes. Yeah. Oh, yep. Videotapes. You dub. You make copies of a copy of a copy. You know, to daisy chain two VCRs together to make a copy. Yep. Oh, good days. Oh God, I I can't. I still have a lot of mixtapes. Oh. That would be a show in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Mixtapes. Yep. Just honestly, I would bring one in, pop it down, hit play. Let's critique it as we go through. And don't. Aha. You're looking at me with the eyes. <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> I really like that idea. Because I named all my mixtapes, too. Okay. I have one and I have two, then three. I think. <laughs> But we wait, wait, but I did Roman numerals. So one of them's like XII. I'm so dejected right now. I was hoping they had cool names. Why would I name something? Why? I mean, it's like, because I had to, like, you know, you remember how organized I was. I had, like, that tape case and. Yeah. Which was like, you know. See, that's the thing. That's that's one thing about me is I, my organization skills are not the best. Okay. <laughs> To say the least, my organizational skills are not the best. But one thing I was always fucking anal retentive about was my music had to be in alphabetical order and my Ooh. movies had to be in alphabetical order. Oh. And then by year of release. So, like, say we got to Black Sabbath, right? Mm-hmm. Then I would do Black Sabbath's catalog from first to last. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't. I can't be if you if you saw my record collection, it's like everything's all over the place and I can't find shit. Yeah. You know, See, that, that, that was the one thing that I was always really anal retentive about. And that's why the digital realm is so nice for me now, because I don't have to fucking worry about that. Yeah. Even my movies and, you know, that I have stacked in my I don't have anything in alphabetical order. It's in order of how they fit on the damn shelf. Yeah. I uh well, them. The big, uh, the big wooden cassette racks that I had in, yeah. in my room. Yeah, uh, I day. remember those. I would get, I would get a new, a new cassette, and I would figure out where it had to go, 
and everything else would get fucking ripped out and moved. Oh my god, I can I can still remember those big fucking racks. And he, and he just go home, slap one in. Slap, I I would just slap the new one in an empty space. Not me. You know. Yeah, I had like I had like four of them big fuckers on my wall. Yeah, I had I had two of them that were on where I had the TV. Yeah. And the speakers were up on the I oh god, redesigned my room. It was great. My speakers were up on top of my the hutch, my desk. Yeah. And uh the the tapes were just sitting and I just I just pull out this tape, pull out this tape, throw them in the stereo, and that's what I'm listening to all night long. Yep. And it, it, you know, this is uh the cool kids uh, or the cool kids had, you know, nice boom boxes mm-hmm. in their rooms. The really cool kids like me and you. Yeah. Had full blown fucking stereo systems. Oh, yeah. I had to have that. I, I had I had, you know, I had to have a cassette player. Mm-hmm. I had to have a turntable and I had to have a CD player when CDs became a thing. Yeah, I didn't get a CD player, I think, till I was in my first apartment. Yeah. But I, but I remember I had. The dual cassette deck yep. with, with auto reverse. Yep, uh, and a and a and a record player. Now that that record player had a dual purpose because I took the screws out of it, uh-huh. and then I could lift off the turntable and hide stuff in the record player. Ah, okay. And when my mom searched my room, she never found the contraband. Good stash spot. Yeah, she never so much as looked there because I would always keep a record on there too while I was at it. Yeah, you know, and it was like it wasn't the um, the spring screws. So it would still play, but the turntable was not fastened. Okay, it was the it was the case screws. Yeah. So I needed to get my cigarettes or something out of there. I just lift it off, pull it out, because there was tons of electronics, tons of wasted space in there. Yeah. And but she she searched my room from time to time. She didn't find anything. She found my chewing tobacco once, but that's because I forgot to it was I forgot it in my jacket pocket. Yeah. So she found that. But it's like that's all she ever found. But all I ever snuck in my room was booze and cigarettes. Yeah, it's not like I had tons of weed. <laughs> oh fucking a, good times, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's I mean, eighty seven was a really good year. There's a lot of good stuff came out. Yep. And like for me, what's what's your favorite record from eighty seven? From what we talked about. Oh, if I'm being honest, at all this, holy shit. Damn, favorite record. Uh, this is tough. Because I wasn't really big in the appetite. I, you know, Aerosmith, Front of Vacation. Okay. I, I absolutely... That was the one that I I heard. I love... And I, and I, even the guys at Aerosmith don't like stuff like Hangman Jury and um, Hearts Done Time. Right. They, they don't even like those songs. I absolutely love that album. Well, those are, I mean, to be fair, those are probably Desmond Child songs. Yeah, and I, that was, the, you know, Aerosmith, that was the one that got me in Aerosmith. I have the album, you know, I, and I had, that was the one I had a back patch of. Yeah. You know, I loved, I, I just was in love with Aerosmith at that point in time. It, not a bad, not a bad no, thing. And I still love that. Yeah, I love that whole, that whole album. I know they don't like it, but I love it. So, Joe Perry, you're wrong. Good album. <laughs> well, he had to buy his guitar string somewhere. Yeah. Mine, I'd have to go with Anthrax's Among the Living. Mm. And we talked about this on the deep dive. That's a, that's a flawless album. Yeah. And I love that album, too. Yeah. But you said favorite of the whole year. I got you. I, I, like, I, I, Aerosmith, you know how I was, how I was oh, with yeah. Aerosmith. 
I I was like the Aerosmith person. Oh yeah, it was like I made such a dick out of you for that all the time, all the time. Aerosmith could, and it wasn't until they did South of Sanity that I really kind of said, "Yeah, I'm, I think I'm done." <laughs> it took and, a while though, and oddly enough, I stole that name for a band, South of Sanity. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, we're gonna make a uh, of stealing names. Of not so good projects, right? <laughs> Let's keep it up, right? There, that we stole this name. Well, we borrowed, borrowed. There was no copyright on it. I thought I'd still like to uh, allegedly. I still like to edit the Wikipedia page uh-huh. to somehow get it to us to disambiguation to us. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, I saw. Yeah, I the the album. It was a live record, wasn't it? Somewhere south of Sanity. Uh, no, I don't think so, because I wouldn't have gotten it then. Oh. I, I don't like live albums. So I don't think South of Sanity was. Okay, because um, what Euclid morphed into yeah. became South of Sanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, because it was, if it was a live album, then I probably wouldn't have been bothered with it. Because Just Push Play was like the cu- on the cusp of like, I don't, I'm not digging this anymore. Yeah, that was when they did the video game, wasn't it? No, that was Nine Lives. Okay, that was Nine Lives. Yeah. Because I had a video well, game. Well, Revolution X. Was... Well, I'm not talking about the the, the, the stand-up game. I'm okay. talking about, I had a game for the PC mm-hmm. back in the day. Oh, Box of Fire. No, it wasn't Box of Fire. It was something that, different. That might have been Nine Lives. Um, where you, they, you had a fucking serial cable guitar pick. Okay. And you had to play like a, a. I used a. I used a racquetball racket. Yeah, there was something similar. Well, the CD that Nine Lives can be played as as a CD ROM. Yeah, and I think um, you're so bad. You're so bad. You're so think you're in love. That song, you'd have to rock. It was rock band before rock band was a thing. Well, this uh, and you had to tap along with the notes right to do it properly. Well, this was before. Uh, this was or I. Uh, I know it wasn't the, like the nine lives thing because I didn't have that. This was a standalone game I okay. bought. I bought for the PC. All right. I found it at uh, I want to say at a Radio Shack mm-hmm. on clearance for like two bucks. Oh, wow. I wish I still had it. I could probably find that on abandoned wear sites. Yeah. But yeah, I, I know that uh, the and I have like of course I have the nine lives version that was before it was banned. Yeah. Um. But then it was like nine lives was okay. It was a good album, and then just push play. I'm like. Eh. Uh, you get you strand a bit here, because even get a grip wasn't one of my favorites either. And then I was like, then of course, when uh, South of Sandy was, like, okay, I'm done. I, I tapped out. <laughs> you brought up get a grip. Yes. You rat bastard. You Why? De- you defended that album to me <laughs> tooth and nail. <laughs> oh wait. Well, of course I defended it. It came out right after Pump. You defended that album with me tooth and nail. Yeah. From, from fucking Jump Street. When they released the Living on the Edge video. <laughs> uh, yes. I remember sitting on the... Oh, we were on the, the hood or trunk of somebody's car at Bouncing Billiards. Yep. I was going to say, at the and, fucking pool hall. And I remember we had just this long, drawn-out argument about that album. And I would not let and you got everything up you hated everything about it. You hated the videos. You hated the songs. You hated the nipple ring on the cow's udder. You hated everything. everything. 
it. Oh, good times. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? Looking back, it's not that bad of a fucking record. <laughs> yeah. But in looking back to me, it's like that was the start of what would be their decline to me. Because I think of like nine lives, of nine lives, just push play and get a grip. Get a grip might be the one that I don't like the most. Really? Yeah. Because nine lives, I really I do like that album, although it's freaky in the sexual stuff. Yeah. And just push play, very good album, you know. But they were really starting to show work. They even I think they said we're done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean. We're not even going to get to those. We'll get to them. No, we can't because we're going to stop at 84, 94, something four. We're going to stop somewhere. 94. <laughs> so we'll get to, we'll get to pump. We'll get up to, we'll get up. We won't get to just push play, I don't think. No. We might get the nine lives. I don't know. I think maybe not. Ah, we'll see. We'll, we'll definitely get to get a grip. <laughs> we will definitely get to get a grip because that's before I went in the army. <laughs> I can still remember. You sitting there just being angry, being angry about that album. Wait, 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 wait. They offended you. How? When have I ever been angry? Oh, my God. You you are. When have I ever been angry or confrontational? Yes. And with your opinions? Yes. And it's. But that's the great thing. (laughs) You know, you would sit and argue, you know, why, you know, a pool ball has to be a certain color. I don't know what I got to make the the one ball, the red ball. I I wouldn't argue that. You would. Oh, oh, if you got high. You are that grumpy. You are the grumpy. You were a grumpy old man before you were a grumpy old man. (laughs) Not old. (laughs) Not old. I mean, oh. It's a good thing hipsters weren't around when we were younger. Oh, dear God. I got to tell you about this fucking soy boy prick. I got to tell you about this fucking soy boy prick last night. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sitting there trying to put some mustard on my fucking hot dog. All I want is a little bit of mustard on my hot dog, right? Yeah. My overpriced (laughs) Wells Fargo Center hot dog. So he comes up with his girlfriend, and you could tell he's just a fucking soy boy. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, he's got, you know, the half the half cock dairy whip haircut. <laughs> I know that haircut. Um, fi- uh, you know, the 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 bougie five o'clock shadow that's completely neatly trimmed. Yeah. OK. Yeah. The, uh, the five o'clock shadow that has been manicured. Yes. <laughs> yes. The manscaped five o'clock shadow. <laughs> and he's drinking. Uh, he's drinking a, an alcoholic beverage. And he takes a sip of, of said alcoholic beverage. And he looks at his girlfriend or whatever she is. Mm, God, this is so sweet. This doesn't taste like an IPA. Oh, no. This doesn't taste like an IPA. Oh, damn. And then he looks at it. Oh, this is a craft hard cider. No wonder it's so sweet. I wonder how many carbs this has. I looked at him. I said, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> By this time, I had the mustard on my hot dog. I had to walk but away. I, I had to walk away. <laughs> and you're lucky I don't need ketchup or I kill you. <laughs> oh, oh. I, I didn't think I would see that, you know, like the the prototype soy boy at a fucking dad rock concert. You know. 
there are times I enjoy kind of making fun of the aesthetic. Yeah. You know, where the people that don't know me don't know I'm screwing around. Where it's like, would you like a beer? And I say, do you have anything gluten-free? Uh, I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? And then, of course, oh, I don't know. Do we? Do we have gluten-free beer? I don't, do it. I'm kidding. Just I, can I, just give me a fucking beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we have this. Give me a beer-flavored beer, all right? I don't like IPAs either. I really don't. Yeah, I, I they don't, are so fucking bitter. I don't mind a bitter beer. Ugh. And there are some IPAs that are really good, okay? There, I haven't found one yet. There are some IPAs that I that I actually do enjoy, like Hop Devil IPAs. I, nope, they're not terrible. I don't like Dogfish Head. I don't like none of that stuff. I mean, some some you would swear you were sucking on a fucking pine tree. Uh, yep, the Adirondack is like that. Yeah, you would swear you were sucking on a fucking pine tree. But for the most part, I just want beer flavored beer. Did you clean up down here? Yeah. Oh, cool. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I heard, I had to hear it last time. Asshole. Asshole. It's still down yeah. here. It just made its way to the garbage yeah, it's, can now. It's, yeah, I, I'm I'm just not a I haven't had an IPA that I like at this point. And it sucks because there's so many great beers out there that seem to be tons of IPAs. I, I like stouts and you know, so but there's like four. What about Watney's Red Barrel? I've never had Watney's Red Barrel. I don't think they even make it anymore. I don't. Uh, I don't think they've made that for. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to take my trip to England because I love a good English ale. Yeah, they know how to do beer. We we'll drink a draw Red Barrel. <laughs> tell you, it's gonna be great. I'm gonna have. Su- it, it is gonna be my drinking trip between all. I'll come. I'll, I'll stop at a pub here and there. And just have a nice drink. That's not for probably, probably another five years. I'll go. I'll hang out with you. I'll go with the wife, man. I can't. I can't be taking you. Leave her home. We're also. We've decided. We've decided that we're pulling out all the stops for this trip. We're going first class. Nice. Yep. So yes, I will have a hot towel, please. <laughs> You know, last time Ran- last time Randy went down to Atlanta, uh, he uh, for a few years he went down to Atlanta mm. and did uh, New Year's Eve with some friends of his down there uh, at Kennesaw State University. Right. And uh, the last time Randy went down, he fucking flew. He, he uh, fuck it, I'm going first class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we both decided that you know we're probably not gonna have many opportunities to do that. And uh, we're going to do it. And I am going to enjoy first class, just boarding the plane first. All right. Putting my nose up or down. I'm not sure which way I have to do to the people passing me in coach. Hey, yes. You know, like maybe taking a little fan with me and like waving the fan so I don't get their stench on me. Carry on, peasant. Yes. (laughs) Of course, dressed in a denim jacket. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> telling telling the, the people in coach, carry on, peasant. I might actually, you know what? I might actually get a new denim jacket. Maybe one with fringes. And I'll get one of those hats like Dennis Hopper had an Easy Rider. I hate you so much. Why? You would do it, too. I, you're damn right. I, you, the, the fluffy shirt that I had to wear for, 
I, you'll enjoy this story just because I know you enjoy fucking around and making fun of me. I had to get a, a meatloaf shirt. Uh-huh. And so Lisa goes to the Salvation Army for me. Uh-huh. And gets me a blouse. <laughs> it worked? Yep. I was wearing, and, and she got me an extra large blouse. Because I can't, I was constricted that whole night. I was just about to ask you. Did you feel like an overstuffed sausage? You I, I am a I am bigger than an extra large girl. Y- y- yeah. Well, honestly, when I think, well, well, I'll be honest here. I don't know women's sizes, but I figured an extra large woman should be like, you know, like in Futurama, death by snoo snoo. <laughs> 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 what size would that be? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, we've seen enough women. If you looked at, you know, oh, she's extra large. That's not a, a, a diss. That's just her size. Right. But you wear a men's like 3X. I do not. I do not. Two. Better. <laughs> but if you're wearing a men's 2X, <laughs> would you not think... That you would lead, need at least a 3X in women's. I didn't buy it. And and I, and you know what? I went to the Goodwill to see if I could find something else. And then I couldn't bring myself to go to the women's section because I just thought it really weird for me to shop in the women's section. Why? I don't know. I probably have a hang-up. I don't know. Come, I'll tell you what. I'm not coming with you to come, shop in the come costume. Come costume shopping with us, with me and Chuck and Earl. Yeah, well, yes, but there's a group there. It makes more sense. Yeah, okay, three fucking guys that look like me, Chuck, and Earl combing, uh, combing around the goddamn women's section at a Goodwill. Yeah, the first thing I would think of is, like, you know, people should look at the three of you and say, why don't you just kidnap a person like they get in the old days if you want their underwear? <laughs> You may not be wrong. You may not be wrong. Yeah, and, but was... that's just for having, from having Earl with us. Uh, Chuck, no, no, I'm not nice to Chuck. I like Chuck. You're one of the few. He's a good guy. Yeah, he is. I love Chuck. I yeah, love Chuck. That's me as meatloaf. Not bad. <laughs> not bad at all. Yeah, that is a... Then that's not... That's two shirts. Because the one shirt's my normal puffy shirt. Uh-huh. And the other one has a, is a ruffle. Oh, okay. And Lisa says to me, she says, you want me to throw that shirt out? I say, I don't think I'm wearing that one again. Yeah. <laughs> like a bat out of hell. You'll be gone when the morning comes. Uh, well, look good. You look good. The you're only damn thing you, right I did. The only thing you needed was hair. Well, I'm not, I can't grow my hair in a week. It's called a wig. I'm not fucking, no, I didn't want to wear a wig. I don't do wigs. You should. Dude, I got a full head of hair. What are you talking about? Yeah, but it's all gray. I can dye that. You should. Okay, fine. I will. It's like I can cover my bald spot. Wait till you see the comb over next week. Just use a, just use a spray can. One of those spray cans. Oh, round pole peel spray on yeah. there. <laughs> oh, fuck. I think we got to end on that note. Yes. All right. Could. So that's been 1987. Next week, spoiler alert, we're going to do 1988. Yep. And I'm not sure what's on it because I thought a lot of 88 stuff was on this one. So, all right. 
Maybe I no, I didn't screw up. I, you screwed up. I did not screw up. You probably did. I didn't screw up. I don't think we'll feel another Odin album uh, on this list anymore. How about a oh shit? I forgot the most important thing: events. Oh shit, we did forget events. Okay, real quick, real quick. Okay, uh, only two more things. Nikki Six had his heroin overdose. Okay, this year, and April eighteenth, nineteen eighty-seven was the debut of Headbangers Ball. Really? Yes. With Adam Curry as the host. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't look at it that far, but this was the debut. The, the, the debut? Well, wasn't... Uh, yeah, uh, D. Snyder started it, didn't he? I, I, the first one I remember... You may be right. For, like, the pilot or maybe the yeah. first couple, it might have been D. But the one I first, like, distinctly remember is, like, the first host I, was Adam Curry. I remember Adam Curry. There was another one in there, too. But also... But, yeah, so... But that was... That in 87 was where they found enough metal somewhere for Headbangers Ball. Yeah. All right. Well, 87 was a good year. Yes. 87 was a good year. Spoiler alert. Next next yes, week. I, I got to say, I got to say, this has to be the year. And I've always said this, that 87 seems to be the year that has the best metal in it. I mean. Wait, you said the same thing about 86. I don't think I did. I don't think you I did. did. I think I think because there's a lot of great stuff Mo that happened. Mo definitely you did. I don't think I did. I think you're misremembering that. Now, <laughs> sunshine on my shoulders. All right, I'm out of here. I can't do this anymore with you. I, I, I'm done for the week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Until next time. It's oh no, not them. I'm Eric. I'm Bill. Later on.